जो सर्वसर है कला मेरा वो मेरे आका की जिंदगी है ये सब तुम्हारा करम है बिस्मिल्लाम रेडी रमदान एटी सेवन पॉइंट सेवन एफ एम से प्रोग्राम रिफ्लेक्शंस उन्नीस रमज़ानबारक ग्लासको में आज इफ्तार का वक्त है आठ बज के बैतालीस मिनट एट फोर्टी टू इज इफ्तार टूडे नाइनटीन ऑफ रमदान थर्सडे ट्वेंटी फर्स्ट ऑफ अप्रैल टू थाउजेंड एंड ट्वेंटी टू रिफ्लेक्शन विद होस्ट जुबैर अक्रम एंड वी हैव Uh, as always, um, our guest Sheikh Ibrahim Muhammad with us. Surah Al-Rum, thirty surah of the Quran, uh, is a surah that we are going to cover today. Um, the the ayahs thirty uh, seven, uh, sorry thirty nine onwards. Uh, we're going to go to recitation of these ayahs, and inshallah, we'll take a comment on those ayahs uh, from Sheikh Ridwan after that. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم. In the name of Allah, the entirely merciful, the especially merciful. وما أتيتم من ربا ليربو في أموال الناس فلا يربو عند الله. وَمَا آتَيْتُمْ مِنْ زَكَاةٍ تُرِيدُونَ وَجْهَ اللَّهِ فَأُولَئِكَ هُمُ الْمُضْعِفُونَ And whatever you give for interest to increase within the wealth of people will not increase with Allah. But what you give in zakah, desiring the countenance of Allah, Those are the multipliers. Allah, who created you, then created you, then Allah is the one who created you, then provided for you, then will cause you to die, and then will give you life. Are there any of your partners who does anything of that? Exalted is he, and high above what they associate with him. ظهر الفساد في البر والبحر بما كسبت أيدي الناس ليذيقهم ليذيقهم بعض الذي عملوا لعلهم يرجعون. Corruption has appeared throughout the land and sea by reason of what the hands of people have earned, so he may let them taste part of the consequence of what they have done. That perhaps they will return to righteousness. 
قل سيروا في الارض فانظروا كيف كان عاقبه الذين من قبل كان اكثرهم مشركين say o muhammad travel through the land and observe how was the end of those before most of them were associators of others with allah فأقم وجهك للدين القيم من قبل أن يأتي يوم لا مرد له من الله يومئذ يصدعون. So direct your face toward the correct religion before a day comes from Allah of which there is no repelling. That day they will be divided. صدق اللہ العظیم شروع اللہ کے نام سے جو بہت مہربان نہایت رحم کرنے والا ہے سورہ روم تیسویں صورت قرآن حکیم کی اس کی یہ چار آیات جو سود تم دیتے ہو تاکہ لوگوں کے اموال میں شامل ہو کر وہ بڑھ جائے اللہ کے نزدیک وہ نہیں بڑھتا اور جو زکوٰۃ تم اللہ کی خوشنودی حاصل کرنے کے ارادے سے دیتے ہو اسی کے دینے والے در حقیقت اپنے مال بڑھاتے ہیں اللہ ہی ہے جس نے تم کو پیدا کیا پھر تمہیں رزق دیا پھر وہ تمہیں موت دیتا ہے پھر وہ تمہیں زندہ کرے گا کیا تمہارے ٹھہرائے ہوئے شریکوں میں کوئی ایسا ہے جو ان میں سے کوئی کام بھی کرتا ہو پاک ہے وہ اور بہت بالا و برتر ہے اس شرک سے جو یہ لوگ کرتے ہیں سامعین یہ دو آیات ہم اس پہلے حصے پروگرام کے اس پہلے حصے میں کور کریں گے انشاءاللہ اور جو پہلی آیت ہے اس کے بارے میں جو دو ضروری چیزیں کل ہم نے شیخ سے سنی ایک تو یہ کہ سود کا مطلب بھی بڑھاوا ہے اور زکوٰۃ کا مطلب بھی بڑھاوا ہے اور ایک بڑھوتری اللہ کے ہاں نہ مقبول ہے اور دوسری بڑھوتری نہ صرف یہ کہ مقبول ہے بلکہ مطلوب ہے اور زکوٰۃ ایک مطلوب فعل ہے اور سود ایک حرام فعل ہے اور دونوں کا جو روٹ ہے وہ بڑھنا ہی ہے اور اس موضوع پہ ہم نے کل اپنی جو نشست تھی اس کا اختتام کیا تھا انشاءاللہ ہم وہیں سے اس کو دوبارہ شروع کریں گے السلام علیکم شیخ وعلیکم السلام ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ Sheikh, so 19th of Ramadan and uh, we are uh, approaching fast for the last Ashra. A lot of mm. people will be uh, going for Etikaf as well mm. uh, in the last Ashra. And it's, a, it's, a, it's been a treat for people, alhamdulillah. We have had a very, very good feedback of how people have learned many, many aspects of life that they're living in the light of Quran and in the light of what has been discussed in this program, especially yesterday and the day before uh, we discussed the, the, the mozu the, uh, of, of risk and w- what risk is, uh, the forms of risk and how mal risk uh, and um, uh, the, 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 the livelihood is different uh, and it takes different forms and what are the means of sustenance Uh, what, what is meant by sustenance? Is it just money or is it more? Uh, all these uh, 
really enlightening things people have appreciated and yesterday we we finished off with this the comparison of usury <clears throat> and zakat mm. and if you can continue from there that the both as i've understood both mean the same thing uh, it's an increment in wealth but one mm. is uh, not acceptable and the other one is acceptable mm. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. So that's true. And the, the issue that came to mind when I was reading the verses yesterday was the terms that are used. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have used sadaqah, for example, uses zakat. And the reason for using zakat here where sadaqah could you know be used because the 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 the, 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 the term zakat in this context, this is in this is Mecca al Mukarramah. Zakat is not an obligation. There's no concept of zakat. Zakat al-amwal, meaning you know you have to pay two point five percent on this, or you have cattle, you have to pay this. There's no concept of gold, silver, in any way being related to the amount you have to give as an obligation. This is zakat. Here is essentially what we now understand as sadaqa. Sadaqa is charity. It's what you give of the good of your own heart to help people. Basically, you know something you give without looking at whether the person is eligible for zakat whether what you're giving should be paid as zakat so this term this discussion here is actually pre the obligation of zakat itself so the comparison is between um essentially charity in a broad sense and gaining illicit wealth through in this context riba which is usury which is the use of your own wealth to oppress other people by taking advantage of their need that's basically what if you want to understand what happens when you when you when the quran condemns riba is the fact that you already have money and you give it to somebody and then through the giving of it you then profiteer off their need for that money basically so you mm. live basically on their need and so the condemnation is on that as opposed to the fact that you can help a person in need so remember, in both situations, there's need. Think about it. There's you and there's a person. The person on the other side is, has need. So what do you do? Do you give them something that will then, you know, take advantage of their need but help you? Riba. Mm. Essentially, you even you have nowadays you have people living off the interest of, you know, earnings and 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 that kind of idea. So it's basically passive income. On the other hand, the person has need and you and you fulfill the person's need. Hmm. So leave aside the practicalities of it and saying, okay, but you know, um, you need to create, you know, it's better the person takes money and then works and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Leave aside that kind of complication. The basic idea is need. Hmm. How do you fulfill need? Do you fulfill it in a self self-centered way? Uh, you know, a way that is going to benefit you yourself, or are you looking to benefit the person in need? And so in that context, you know, leave aside the issue of riba and its its horma in terms of law and its, you know, the, the amount of sin that it contains. Just in that concept, in, in that context, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, you know, whatever you give out to people out of riba in order that your wealth increase, Allah says, فَلَا يَرْبُوا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ You know, it may increase, you might get more money in, but it will not increase with God, meaning you basically will not be able to achieve much with that hmm. in terms of when you when you do the accounts at the end of your life, you basically this is not going to really be of much use to you. It'll be the opposite. Hmm. 
min zakatin, and as for what you give in zakat, zakat meaning here sadaqa, charity, even a small mm. amount, min sadaqatin, like a small amount, the language gives us idea of a small mm. amount that you give, through which you desire the face of Allah, turiduna wajhallah, fa'ulaika huwal mud'ifun, it is those people that will have this bumper interest um, income, you know, mud'ifun means, you know, adafin kathira, it's like this, this kind of um, process of continual increase. Mm -hmm. So I think this is important because um, this whole chapter revolves around this kind of idea of balance of opposites. So even mm -hmm. the chapter, it starts with uh, you know, that the Byzantine Roman Empire has been defeated, but they will then defeat the others. And, and um, you know, there's this kind of contrast between one group and another, one closer to Islam, one further from Islam, one, and, and I was thinking about this, um, there's there's a kind of th thread that runs through this chapter, which is about contrasts, you know, very clear contrasts, mm -hmm. and in that contrast, I think the Byzantine Empire are represented <coughs> as being the good side of the coin, because, you know, I was thinking, I've, I've not fleshed this out totally in my mind, but the the Roman Empire was built on some kind of um, rule of law and some kind of pact and contract. So the reason the Roman Empire increased so so widely, and you probably know this from watching movies or just general culture, is that they used to go to countries and they would draw a pact up with the local leaders so that they would be part of the Roman Empire. Mm. And they would pay a small amount of tribute, but they would have some kind of freedom of... Um, you know, law and, and freedom of movement in terms of their own locality. So mm. it's what they call Pax Romana. Pax Romana is this kind of the, the pact of the Romans. Mm. So this is much more, much more, I, I would say, open, relatively speaking, much more um, transparent. Whereas the Persian model was basically enslavement and torture and imposition of the, the worship of this kind of Sassanid and uh, godlike entity. And so within that context, you can see, you know, you know, at that time, that was a very clear contrast between a, a more enlightened way of looking at the world and one that was not. I remember the, the, the Byzantine Empire was the custodian of Christianity as well. So from that perspective as well. And then that continues on with the signs of the, the, the verses of the, the verses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the signs, you know, women, this, this kind of sequence of verses we talked about in terms of um, the way that we are almost required to order our societies to be healthy. Mm. And so that's obviously as in a contrast to something else, which is the opposite, which will destroy societies. You know, mm. so, you know, that kind of idea of creating peers and partners from amongst your own kind. The opposite, opposite idea would be to, to jettison that and to leave it and just to, you know, take marriage to be insignificant and actually a barrier to human progress in which case you would become an animal animalistic culture society mm. civilization so this continues on here this contrast the reason i mentioned that is the contrast with on the one hand good wealth creation mm. and evil wealth creation and so that comes up and then it's you're left with the question okay you as a human being you know whoever you are you know you have the choice every day to decide you know in whatever area you're in, that's the thing. Like you have you have interactions with people every day, depending on what you're doing. And it's at that point your value in front of God comes out clearly. I think, mm. you know, not in the not in the big hitters, the big 
you know, personalities of famous people. It's in the day-to-day, if you do it for the sake of God to bring happiness to a person, and the happiness is being brought just for the sake of Allah, that your connection to God and your sense of a, a, a devotion and and um, you know servitude to God is the means reason why you're doing all these things, like giving sadaqah and 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 refusing to take advantage of the wealth that you have through riba, for example. Hmm. Those are the people Allah is saying, mudifun. These are the people that will have this kind of profuse increase in wealth. And and the reason you, what's that that's interesting is is because people say, well, that, the bank's going to give me X amount, or I give this money to this person, they'll give me X amount, which is much more. You're saying, okay, give us a cut. Where am I going to get this money from? Where am I going to get the response? Where's the where's the divine? You're saying, okay, you're going to get some kind of divine um, profit out of here. Where is it? And that's why Allah writes right away straight after that. Allah mm-hmm. Just to make you, just remind you, it's like a slap. It's mm. God that created you. And then he's the one that sustained you, gave you risk. Mm-hmm. means basically he's the one that assigned you risk. And then after that you're going to die. He'll cause you to die. And then he'll bring you up alive again. So this whole idea of, obviously we understand between brackets is when he brings you back to life back again, that's when you'll open your eyes to the wealth creation process that you thought was good and the wealth creation process that God thought was good. And 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 that's what the whole, you know, um, the contrast is created to show you that it's, it's clear. But what do people do? You know, hal min min You know, Allah says, okay, the, the God's going to do this. He creates you, gives you risk, will cause you to die, will bring you to life. Is there anybody to compete with God in doing this? Subhanahu, you know, Subhana, I talked about this before. Subhana comes when you have such an atrocious, unacceptable statement mm. of falsehood that God has to defend the entity of divinity himself by saying, Subhanahu wa ta'ala amma yushrikun. How elevated is God above what these people imagine in terms of their shirk, their own shirk? And so that contrast, you know, is stated and then it's. It's given a practical proof. You know, that's the thing about the Quran. What what we what comes to mind is that giving charity with Mm. consistent promises Mm -hmm. from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that will increase your wealth. Mm -hmm. And yet we are asked not to give charity as if you're giving it so that your wealth increases. Mm -hmm. Although the incentive has been announced. Mm-hmm. But and incentives there, but that's not for the reason for you to give sadaqa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that that's not the reason. The, the reason is something else. The reason isn't so that you want. Why, why would you want to give sadaqa? Like, what would you like the, the the offer to be? Like, if if somebody's pitching this to you, mm. what would you like the pitch to know, be? Sadaqa it just gives you fulfillment, contentment that you've done something for somebody. Alleviates. For who? For who? For you? Uh, no, yeah, contentment for you, alleviation for somebody else. No, I'm saying personally for you, you, like you as an individual. Why would you give them? Because Allah's no, I'm, I'm saying like there must be somebody else in the, in the building with you. And, and imagine if you ask them, you go into the street and you ask another person, if you give charity, what would you, like, how would your mind work? And you ask somebody who has got a very materialistic mindset, okay, 
what would move you to give charity? So basically, if you take a hundred percent of the people and you and you give them options of, you know, would you want something in this for you as well, like of personal benefit? I, I would I would hazard the guess that majority of people would want deep down, even if they don't see it. Yeah. The deep down thing is like when you vote, you ask people on election day what you're going to vote for. They always vote for what they think is, a, you know, a, a more palatable option. Yeah. But in private, in the in the in the voting booth, it's their personal interest they're looking at. And yeah. so, if you go deep down there, most people would want something in return. Yeah, they want something yeah. to fall back. Even you know, that's why charity is such an interesting thing because people have the and you mentioned this, um, um, Mona Shah. Oh, Shah, you know, our, our elder, you yeah. know, he, he said that he, this is like a, it's like this, the charity is you give it from the top, you know, the yeah. cream of the, of your wealth. Yeah. And the cream of your wealth is the thing that your mind goes to first when you think of it, it's the best, isn't it? Yeah. And so, you know, but most people don't because they, then they, the second thought is, oh, that's the best thing I've got. Hmm. So when they're about to give it, they think, well, hold on, this is the best thing I've got. So what's in it for me? Nothing. Well, I'll just hold it on. I'll hold on to it. That's what stops people giving charity. So the the, the, the elite will, you know, the elite spiritually will not care about that. You know, the, the, there will be that person that it won't even be for self-fulfillment. It won't even be for what we would consider to be slightly lower, but it's kind of that I should give because there might be a point when I need to receive. Exactly. So it's self-fulfillment, self-contentment, hmm. happiness that you are, you know, at least you can qualify to be human being. You're different from animals. <laughs> you know, hmm. different reasons why you give, you know, at least I've proven that I'm not completely materialistic or whatever. Hmm. But um, at, at a certain level, it's like you... you you do it because you would like that be, to be done to you if you're in the same situation. So there's different reasons why people give. So, hmm. But the, the ultimate of, is for for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No, the ultimate, is, is aware, the ultimate is to mirror God's quality of arena. Subhanallah. Is you just, you, you, the ultimate person would be saying, Allah is a ghani. I want to come to know Allah through contemplating what it is to give in a way that fears no poverty. You know, there's, this, there's a hadith of the Prophet It's not a hadith of the Prophet It's actually um, Sayyidina Hassan ibn Ali, the grandson of the Prophet He met somebody and the person said to him, he was boasting about his grandfather, grandfather and he said, my grandfather was so generous. Facebook. Why can't load on Facebook? Anyway, so this person was, you know, speaking about his grandfather and he said, my grandfather was so generous that every time somebody, if a person came to him and asked, he would give them. And if they came again, he would look at them and he would give them again. And if they came again, he would think and he would give them again. And he said, my grandfather was so generous, I said him, that if somebody came to ask for something, he gave them so they never had to ask ever again in their lives. You know, so... Part of creating need is to leave a person having to come back and again and again and again. It means you've not given. You've not manifested the, the quality of ghina, of inna Allah wal ghani. Antum al-fuqara ila Allahu, wallahu al-ghani al-hamid. So Quran says, oh, oh people, you are the ones that are in, in poverty in front of God. God is the most enriched and, and wealthy of all. And so, you know, there's different levels why people give. People give it for just... This um, 
being able to reflect upon this perfect quality of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and other people give it because they want this the, the pleasure of God for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so this is mm. you know they do it for the pleasure of God again that's a very high that's a high level not as high as the ghina you know mirroring God's quality then there's people that give it because you know it's it's a sense of if we give it now they might give it in the, in the in the future because we might be in the same position they're bani adam we're bani adam this is link of humanity and then there's people that give it based upon you know the calculator of in ramadan i'll get 700 adaf and kathira you know so the calculator's out so then they also have you know in charities they have this app that they spread your um charity over i don't know what's like the whole ramadan like so yeah. you never miss your 700% increase or something, or 700 times increase. So no, people, no, no, no. you know, the, the tech savvy, the, the, the Abid of Allah, the servants of God, who are tech savvy are really, I think they're monopolizing all the risk from Allah, like mm, all the rewards. Mm, like mm. It's quite unethical, I think, that they, that they are so selfish for the rewards. So that's the thing. Zubair, look, you were saying you people should do it for the sake of Allah, but look, why do people, why do charities tell people you can spread your zakat so or your charity so that it'll fall on the the, the night of the night the night of Qadr? It's because they know people's mentality is that they want to, you know, calculate the big reward coming in, you know, the kind of windfall. This is where most most people are. So if the Quran says that, then why why not say it? That's what the reason why we, and that's also the reason why people, you know, the Quran has these, you know, eloquent parts talking about Jannah hmm. and the the pleasures of Jannah and the, and the, the gardens of Jannah and the, and the rivers of Jannah. That's because most people want to chill in Jannah. But we know that that's not the requirement. That's, no, no, that's something you actually people, shy away from. No, that's, no, most people. Between themselves, they would love to just chill. And the Quran is saying, okay, you do good actions, you will chill, essentially. If that's what you want in life, if, if pleasures of the body is what are what you want, you know, in, no. within paradise are what you haven't heard ever mm. in your life, seen ever in your life, you never even imagined it, it's all there. It's like a you imagine you go to a hotel and it's a comp, a comp oh, it's a kind of what a compound or camp, a campus, or whatever. It's and but they say, look, this is going to blow your mind. Everything will be there. You know, every, you know, like mm. in, in in the Khalids, they have toilets made of gold. <laughs> you know, these people have so much money. So that mindset is about thinking about that mindset that requires yeah. them to defecate in golden toilets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you say, okay, give charity and you'll get. You know, a diamond encrusted toilet in paradise, they'll give more charity. Yeah, but but, but we know that the, the reality of chill is that there's that's not reality, that's not real. What's chill? It's zero. It's nothing. No, no. But, but for for people to entice people, you have to speak to people according to their mindset. So the thing is that when they get when they get to the paradise, they might think it's zero because when they they're given that and they're given something more which is spiritual, they realize had no value. Mm. So the point is that every everybody is addressed based upon their mind here, how they think. Mm. You know, everybody mm. thinks about something. Everyone's infatuated about something on earth. Allah says, "Wa lahum ma yasha'una fiha wa ladaina mazid." 
that whatever they want, we will give them and we'll give them more. And there was things they could not imagine. So you'll get what you want. If you want that, you'll get it. But we'll give you something else that you, you know, it's like you go to, um, I was I was shopping today and the person was trying to sell me cheese and, and he bought the cheese and he said, okay, try this, <laughs> like a special edition cheese or something. I couldn't try it because I'm fasting. But it's like, um, you think this is good, this is even better. It's like enticing you to an experience you've never had before. Mm. And mm. so the Quran says, look, okay, if that's what level you're at, okay, that's fine. It's nothing, there's no judgment on you that you just love to chill or you just love like whatever it is in terms of um, luxuries. Most people, you know, in pre-modern societies, I mean, we live like kings in terms of how we live. You know, mm. you want a food, you'll get it in a way that a king in the past could never get it. Yeah. Like, you want to eat something now? You could go to the local... You could break the bank, but you still go and spend £10 on something. Like, wherever it is, even if it's like meat, you can get a small amount of meat that's like the premium premium. You can have it right now. Yeah. Or if you don't have the money, £10, you can ask somebody. I am guarantee you'll know somebody will be £10. You want, you know, extravagant drink. You Whatever you want. You want to be entertained by a film, you could probably have go to a friend's house and watch a movie, whatever, even if you're poor. Yeah. And if you want to this year go somewhere, you can scrape together the money to go somewhere, even if it's just a flight. Yeah. Kings couldn't do that in the past. They couldn't. Kings could kings couldn't live in safety. Most people live in safety. You know, they have to have armies and bodyguards. You're living in ways that people, you know, in the past live like kings. And and so everybody wants some kind of, you know, some kind of safety, security, some kind of Enjoyment, some kind of farah. जो सूद तुम देते हो ताकि लोगों के अमवाल में शामिल होकर वो बढ़ जाए, अल्लाह के नजदीक वो नहीं बढ़ता। और जो ज़कात तुम अल्लाह की खुशनुदी हासिल करने के इरादे से देते हो, उसके देने वाले दरहकीकत अपना माल बढ़ाते हैं। और हमने इस नशेस्त में ये सीखा कि अगरचे अल्लाह रब्बुल्लाह ہرس دلائی ہے کہ اللہ کے راستے میں مال خرچ کرنا مال کے بڑھاوے کا باعث ہے اور اللہ کی خوشنودی حاصل ہوتی ہے لیکن اس سے بھی اگلا درجہ یہ ہے کہ اللہ تعالیٰ کی صفت غنا کہ گویا ہم آئینہ ہو جاتے ہیں کہ جیسے اللہ رب العزت غنی ہے انسان بھی اپنی غنا کا اظہار اللہ کے راستے میں خرچ کر کے دیتا ہے کہ اس مال کو جو کہ اللہ ہی نے ہمیں عطا کیا ہے اس کو اس کی مخلوق پہ یوں خرچ کیا جائے کہ گویا وہ ہمارا تھا ہی نہیں اور یقیناً وہ ہمارا نہیں تھا وہ اس لیے دے دیا کہ جیسے اللہ رب العزت اپنی مخلوق پہ مال نچاور کرتا ہے اور اس کو کسی چیز کی حاجت نہیں اسی طرح سے انسان مال دینے کے بعد کسی طرح سے بھی اس خوف میں مبتلا نہ ہو کہ ان پہ فقر آ جائے گا یا ان وہ غربت کا شکار ہو جائیں گے بلکہ اللہ کے راستے میں دینے سے وہ صرف اور صرف اللہ کی اس صفت غنا کی ایک قسم سے آئینے کی طرح سے اس کو بھی کر رہے ہوتے ہیں جو اللہ تعالیٰ کرتا ہے اللہ تعالیٰ کی تمام صفات تمام کی تمام صفات ایسی ہیں کہ جو ہم انسانوں پہ بھی لازم ہے کہ ہم ان کی صفات کا اظہار دوسرے مخلوقات مخلوق پہ کریں اس پہ مزید تھوڑی سی گفتگو کریں گے انشاءاللہ ہم اس ایڈ بریک کے بعد
جس شان تو شان سب آٹھ بج کے اور بیتالیس منٹ ایٹ فورٹی ٹو افطار ان ریفلیکشنز ٹوڈے وتھ شیخ رضوان محمد سورہ تھرٹیتھ آف قرآن سورہ روم موونگ آن ٹو دا نیکسٹ آیا جسٹس اردو ٹرانسلیشن اللہ ہی ہے جس نے تمہیں پیدا کیا پھر تمہیں رزق دیا پھر وہ تمہیں موت دیتا ہے پھر وہ تمہیں زندہ کرے گا کیا تمہارے ٹھہرائے ہوئے شریکوں میں کوئی ایسا ہے جو ان میں سے کوئی کام بھی کرتا ہو پاک ہے وہ ذات بالا ہو برتر ہے اس شرک سے کہ جو لوگ کرتے ہیں جسٹ بفور دا بریک شیخ وی ور ٹاکنگ کوالٹی آف غنا اینڈ ہاؤ وی آر سپوز ٹو میر دیٹ بی ان الٹیمیٹ الائنمنٹ آف اللہ ول ناؤ all names of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a few exceptions mm-hmm. are the ones for us to follow mm-hmm. rahman rahim razak uh, and but there are some certain qualities of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we wouldn't follow or we can't mm-hmm. follow mm-hmm. but majority of them are in that category yeah so you know when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says walillahi al-asma'ul husna that god, to god to god and god alone belongs the most beautiful and um yeah most beautiful of names and therefore beseech him making dua to him through them the dua is obviously supplication asking but also dua is to come to know in some way to connect and to relate so fadu is to call upon allah literally and calling upon something you don't know is difficult because you can't conceptualize you know when you say Al-Kareem, hmm. Ya Kareem, or Ya Wadud. You can't conceptualize that unless you know what karam is, and unless you know what love is. So one of the ways of doing that is to try and try and um, encompass and represent that quality as much as you can yourself. So then when you see the limit of your own um, in, you know, deficiency, or you see, the, see your own deficiency, for example, in love, there's a, there's a limit, isn't there? There's a limit that we're hmm. to, beyond which you say this is one beyond what I can do or generosity or qadr qadir ya qadir like the one that is potent uh, will or power and you realize there's a limit to your power then when you when you call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a realization of your own you know limits the calling is much purer and much clearer and much greater because it's it's you really now know that the, the 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 state of your neediness and the and the perfection of god's qualities so this is why you know the qualities that we know of 
we try and come to terms with them as much as we can, and we really some are un, are, are beyond even attempting, like a summit, for example, the, the one that has no need, has no um, requirements for anything apart from his own existence. We don't have that. Ahad, we, we cannot be solitary and one in any way because we're socially conditioned to live in societies. We are we come out of a requirement for somebody else. So we're biological beings. So all these things, when we even try and do them, we are unable to, so our knowledge of that, those qualities, you know, an, an attempt to, you know, mirror them is that we can't mirror them. Mm. But there's some that we can, rahmah, mercy, um, you know, generosity, karam. We do have that quality. But then look at the limits. So that so that when you're aspiring for, for, for example, generosity, the Prophet said, إِذَا جَاءَكُمْ كَرِيمَ قَوْمٍ فَكْرِيمُهُ in the hadith of Imam Majah, it's a slight weakness in the chain, but the important thing is a concept. If a person who's generous comes to you, then you should be generous to them. Mm. So we're vying with people. Some people are generous. If you see them, you should try and be generous. In other words, you're not generous now, be more generous. Mm. How do we know what generosity is? We know generosity ultimately because Allah is Al-Kareem. You know, without having a, a paycheck, without having a list of what he wants to be generous to or not. And so this is how we know Allah. This is how we know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is one of the, the meanings that scholars have given. Um, Ibn Fawruk mentions this as well in his in his commentary on a question, you know, questioned hadith or mushkil al-hadith. Hmm. In, in the hadith of Inna Allah khalaqa Adam ala suratihi, that God created Adam upon God's own form. Some scholars said the form meant the, the names being shared between humans and God in some way to the point that some are not shared at all. So we only come to know Allah through the fact that we can't share them. And so that's the kind of the deep, deep purpose of human beings. That they, if they want to know Allah, they have to know God through signs or God through qualities. This chapter is all about mm. signs of God. Mm. But a deeper way of understanding Allah is to know God through his actions and his qualities. And mm. when you know his qualities, you know, it's almost like you're taking them off. If you want to know God's lovingness, you need to know the limits of your own love. Mm. And then you say, okay, I've ticked off the fact I know what God's love is like. Mercy, you, you have mercy and there's a certain point you can't have mercy. You tick off and say, okay, I've reached my limit. God's mercy is far greater. And and so on. Every single quality attribute that we know of God is like that. And that before becomes self-fulfilling. Before we go on to the next ayah, just a thought um, uh, while you were saying uh, what you were saying. Um, you know, this surah is coming out to be so powerful in, in its meaning and understanding that it is for the individual, it is for you know, just two people who've come together in marriage, mm-hmm. communities, international affairs, and almost like the basis of civilization as well, mm-hmm. of how uh, communities or nations should form themselves to become a productive nation or are useful for the entire humanity. Mm. And also then it goes on to um, like the spiritual aspects of how do we know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And knowing Allah is the most spiritual thing. Mm. And you do this by zakat. You Mm. do this by you know, and this is one thing, and also by following the signs of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Mm-hmm. You know, how do we know Him? Is through the signs. Mm-hmm. 
we yeah so in that backdrop Sheikh, the the surah room just i just want a, a quick summary of the the the, the topics of the surah before mm-hmm. i go into this one because there is there inshallah I, I see there will be a link between what you will summarize in civilization and what this ayah would be mm. so yes yeah, so the chapter as i said before it starts with the, the story of the the battles the battles that are very distant from us which are now which is the byzantine persian empire the basic roman and, and the sassanids and i just mentioned previously that i consider them to be complete contrast in terms of if you have a civilization and you have an, a sprawling empire, they both represent two things. And I mentioned the hadith of Amr ibn As when he mentioned the special qualities of, of the Byzantines that they, you know, they they come back from difficulties stronger, that they recover from um, hardships, and they are, you know, that they don't let their leaders oppress them. These are all good qualities. So, the, so this was known amongst Muslims. Amr ibn As, as you know, is an emissary. He was one of the the the, 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 the representatives of the Prophet. He used to send to people. Even before it is Islam, he was the one that the Quraysh used to send to people to represent them. So he was he knew the civilizational qualities of different peoples. And that hadith is interesting because he, he said, you know, because the hadith was that one of the companions said that the Prophet said that the, the end of times will not come until the, the, the Byzantine Romans are in the ascendancy. You know, being being the most powerful, and you know, Amr ibn As said, "Are you sure that they said this?" He said this, and he said, and he said yes, and then he said, "Well, if that's true, then they have these qualities." The point being, he didn't say that, but the Sassanid Persian Empire, the Persian Empire was a, was a slave driving, um, bloody empire that had nothing but I think the kind of limits of not not a philosophy, but of basically lahu and laib and 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 you know, this passions basically. And they would take to limits and just, you know, rule by the force of arms and, and fear. The Romans had a, a, some kind of sense of contract. And so that sets the basis for, you know, as you said, civilization, how society should be run. It doesn't say it, but I, that's why I'm understanding. Mm. And then when it starts to talk about the the signs of God, and this is kind of the next major theme, it talks. It starts right from the fact that your, your creation is the fact that you created it from, from a lowly piece of clay. And then from that... There's a purpose, and the purpose, therefore, will be to procreate, and the procreation will be through doing it in a way that is using your biological disposition of procreation, the male and female, in a way that is also purpose towards love and mercy and having spiritual tranquility. And then Allah says, okay, there's variations once you've procreated. There'll be colors, there'll be languages. All of these are just signs for people to get to know one another. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then starts to talk about the other aspects of you know you know economy basically because you know ibtigha'uhu min fadlihi this idea of ibtigha'uhu min fadlihi the idea of going out and earning your livelihood that's the kind of layer of beyond the family unit you know this is a sign Allah says yasma'un for a people that listen and think Listen, meaning, you know, I said, what came to mind, I haven't read any Mufassir mention this, but what came to mind was, why is it say, when it's talking about seeking risk and, and seeking God's bounty? It's because at the moment that you're seeking God's bounty, there's so many voices coming coming to you to tell you how to earn a living. Hmm. And the two main ones are good and bad. 
You can mm. cut corners, swindle, thieve. That's a voice. That's a that's a direction of um, Whisper. whispering. Whisper. Mm. And the other one is God's promise that comes up in this whole discussion about um, we just talked about riba and zakat. Mm. You know, so when it goes to that, Allah is saying, okay, there's two ways. There's two ways, and the, the ways are very clear. Previous to it, talked about the fact that giving, you know, the, your your family members and people that are, are wayfarers and people that are in, in, in poverty, and give them in charity and give them their right. And then Allah just talks about this idea of there's two ways of increasing wealth. One is good, one is bad. And oh, so, so the, the, the verse essentially, and the chapter essentially starts to move into, by telling the story of civilization from the biology of your, your inception, all the way to creating a family unit, to creating, you know, commerce and industry and saying, look, you know, color and language has no part to play in this in terms of prejudice. It starts then say, okay, anything goes wrong, it will be because you've misplaced that balance. Hmm. The fact that there's two voices, the voice of good and the voice of evil. There's two ways of ordering civilization, a civilization based on spilling blood and a civilization built on, on building relations. Hmm. What one will you do? Depending on that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Lahar al-fasadu fil wal bahri bima kasabat aytinas. So this is a, the next verse that we've not covered, which is verse mm -hmm. 40 or 41. 41. Yeah, 41. So, Lahar al-fasad, that fasad, which is um, corruption and decadence and um, a lack of congruity and stability has appeared. Lahara is like, there's always some kind of... Um, you know, sense of um, movement and lack of um, plan or pattern in creation, but it never appears. It's all under the bob, the bonnet. When you see a car driving, you don't see the pistons moving. You don't see the the petrol being you know combusted and all the rest. All you see is the car smoothly moving along. Mm. You don't see all the all the mess of the all the things going on to take that let that thing take place. Allah said, "Lahar al fasad." That this facade now becomes apparent. It becomes public, it becomes observable. And the whole point will be this facade shouldn't be there. Facade is in in the Arabic sense, not the English sense. In English sense, obviously, facade is like a, a building facade, the, the front. Hmm. The facade here is corruption, decadence, destruction, has appeared fil barri wal bahri on, on land and on and, and, in, and in the sea, or yeah, in the land and in the sea. On account of what human beings themselves have wrought forth themselves from their own handiwork. So mm. in terms of responsibility, God has told you what to do, what not to do, how to order life, how to dispose of your wealth, how to earn wealth and how to order everything. Now, if there's anything going wrong, you, you don't have to look around to see where that's coming from. Allah says, on account very clearly of what human beings themselves have done. You know, nas is interesting because it's it doesn't say kasabu, for example, because of what they have done or earned. You know, it gives this graphic idea of you yourself are using your hands, which are the thing that distinguishes us from all animals, essentially. You know, the use, articulate use of our hands mm -hmm. indicates our intentionality. Like think of a mobile phone, the way that we use it, and we mm. use we don't actually even realize how we use our phones when we use a mobile phone. That dexterity of using your hands is, you know, 
is essentially your intention being manifest in the, how you do something. Mm. And when you create something, you write something, it's your fingers that are essentially doing the, the grasping that does the writing. If you make handiwork or art, it's your hands that are doing it. Anything that human beings have ever done of any, any consequence are done by their hands, mm. not by their feet, not by their mm. mouths. You know, so the hands are there to show, okay, what did you, you know, for example, if you want to know somebody's intention and you can't get into their heart, you just look at what they did. And mm. how did they do it? Through their fingers. So the Quran is, is really deep because it says, you know, it doesn't just leave it at the point of saying because of what you did, what because of what you've acquired or what you've chosen. I did not. But you've carried it out. You actually did it. And and nowadays in the forensic science, you've got fingertip, you know, you know, you've got the fingerprints. You did it because your your your, your finger marks were there. But you were there. You were actually physically there because I've got your finger marks there. Uh, you open that you know, so the whole thing is connected to the fact you cannot you know um, sky shy away from the fact you did it so evil, also, evil has become rife on the land and sea because of your handiwork because you of your own handiwork for your own what you have earned with your own hands yeah with your own hands makes it very very visual um, makes it you know you cannot you know buck the trend and say it's somebody else because if you take the narrative of Islam, then their hands will speak and their feet will speak. So even the feet will speak, meaning I went, I took them here. You know, hmm. we invaded this country, we went, this is how we went. Or you pressed that button and you caused the death of that person, or you wrote that text message, or you, whatever it is, you know, just in case you deny it. God's almost like indirectly saying we've got we'll have we'll have proof waiting for you on the on the, in the in the big courtroom because there's a big um, I don't know if you know there's a big um, court case going on domestic abuse case in America between Johnny mm. Depp and his previous wife and so what are they doing they're they're going through all the forensic details of who said what what their disposition psychologically was the marital counselors what they said bouncers what the i was kind of reading through this and it was interesting the way that they build the picture of culpability and responsibility and criminality hmm. that is through handiwork it's through what they left behind in terms of um you know markers that then point towards the fact that they were such and such or they did such and such i think so the Quran is saying, look, this corruption, and, and the thing to discuss corruption is going to take another program, but the point is the Quran is just saying it has appeared on earth and within the oceans, which is, you know, the oceans, you look at the oceans even now, you just see the, the water and you see nothing else happening. The Quran talked about this, you know, 14 and a half, 100 years ago, in a way that even now we, we're still not really realizing what that means, but it's saying on land and in the sea, because sees the thing that if you kill somebody, you throw them in the, in the ocean. Because <laughs> it's hidden. So there's pollution and there's ozone layer and all. So the ozone layer is, is an old one because that 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 yeah. was discussed in the eighties. Yeah. So basically, the, the facade of this um, economic crisis and facade of um, the, the 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 crisis of how we've plundered the wealth and also. Uh, we haven't looked after the earth is our own doing 
humanity. Whatever the, the facade is, so you'll have to define what facade is. But the point, the Quran is just saying after having talked about charity and riba, after having talked about you know giving people their rights, talking about the balance of civilization, the fact that you order society in a certain way. As advice, this is remember when Allah is saying women ayatihi, women ayatihi from women ayati again and again from his signs. The signs are not there for you to sit back like watching a movie and saying, MashaAllah. It's saying if these are signs, then how's your interaction with the sign of marriage? How's your interaction with the sign of seeking wealth? How's your how's your interaction with the sign of you know the fact that God has created tongues and languages, you know, not on the not the as a basis for prejudice. You know, how's your connection with the fact that God created you from this earth itself? So mm. all of these signs that we mentioned in the beginning of the, of this these discussions, they're signs, but they they have tied with them. Okay, you have some kind of responsibility towards this sign. Mm. You know, and that is the thing. What's now coming out now in this verse forty one is, if you don't understand the signs and then don't act upon what your responsibility is to the sign then you've got you're going to have to then um what what says right away after this you may cause them to have a taste of taste of some of the deeds so even there is not all of the deeds some of the deeds well you know you know corruptions or decadence has appeared on the on the earth and in the, in the oceans because of what people have done with their own handiwork why? Why is this facade appearing? To allow them to experience and taste only a small amount of what they've done. So it's almost as if, okay, if you create imbalance, the imbalance will create tension and corruption and destruction so that you can experience it. Why? Like it's like electric shock that you just turn back. Mm -hmm. It's like a child. There's always a chance. There's always a chance. So a child going towards a you know the light of a fire, thinking that's interesting. Looks, never seen this before. Going closer and closer, they get a touch of the heat. They don't go back. So Mm. you could say, well, why is the fire there in the first place? It has a function to provide heat, but also the function is that it has certain limits of use, and, and and certain limits are not of any use. So if you feel cold, you don't jump into a fire. You utilize the heat of a fire to hot water to heat water, and then you use the water to heat yourself or something. So the whole point is, yeah, we we have to earn a living. We have to order society, but not in a way that will create corruption and 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 destruction upon the earth and the oceans. And it's all for you to learn a lesson. But again, the whole thing would be then. You know, people, most people say, well, there isn't that much corruption. There's not much, that much. Degradation and destruction on in the heavens and in the earth and in the in the oceans and in the, on the land, but the reality is, you know, we're living in a very godless society, mm. and that godless society, because it has no limits apart from utility and function, and consequences, it only realizes something's wrong when you know you you it goes through the whole system, you know it's like, you know I remember, you know plastic straws. Plastic was all the rage. Find oil. What, how can we use it? We can use it X, Y, and Z. You can use it for every single thing you think about. Mm-hmm. And now they never thought, they never sat down and thought, okay, we think this is a good idea now. Let's give it two generations. Let's give it 60, 70 years. Mm. And, and you know, the people then who were saying, well, are we sure we should do this? We're mm. basically t- t- told to be living in the Stone Age, 
um, you know, people that were, you know, denying progress. And guess what? Now they're 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 they're, they're saying we need to save the world, and they people cry about this. You know that. You know, mm -hmm. people go into depression about the, about the environmental degradation. Like people believe it like a religious belief to the point that they are in, in constant depression because of it. The studies mm -hmm. done on this. The studies done on kids um, going into anxiety because of climate change. Mm -hmm. Now mm -hmm. we're in a point now in, in, in civilization where people are now saying the same thing. Let's do this. Let's change this. Let's. Mm. Uh, we can be whatever we want. We can. We can change our gender. We can tell kids that they can choose in in, in kindergarten what they want to be, because it feels it feels good and it feels nice and it, it seems to be nothing wrong with it. Yeah, give it two generations. Mark my words. Give it two generations, and you will see these same people clamoring in hospital wards on the basis of the destruction that they've created. Yeah, it's not some kind of rant. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, you cannot deny biology. And you cannot deny the, the 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 biological imperative of procreation, and you cannot deny the effect of changing people's perceptions of themselves from what most people are to saying, well, you can choose to be what you want. That's exactly it. Uh, that's exactly it. Uh, reflections uh, with Sheikh Rizwan Muhammad. Uh, final few moments of today's reflections uh, on nineteenth of Ramadan, um, and. Iftar today is at 8.42. So, Zahar al-Fasadu fil barri wal-bahr. Iska khushki or tari mein fasad barpa ho gaya hai. Logun ke apne haathon ki kamai se. Taake maza chakhaye unko unke baaz amal ka shahid ke wo baaz a jayen. So, just a final few moments. And um, th this... Corruption that exists on earth, uh, has existed on earth, is due to our own hand, handiwork, mm. hu human handiwork. Mm. As an individual listening, what is it that I could be doing in either contributing in this facade or doing something which is counter to this contribution so that we, I'm doing something to safeguard the corruption? Mm. I think there's a couple of things, but I think if you want to simplify it into a soundbite, you would be... You stop blaming God for problems that we've created, which is a big mm -hmm. thing. The mindset of people nowadays is, well, why is there poverty? Why is there cancer? Why is there this? Why is there that? And the reality is, you know, I was listening to Stephen Fry, his famous clip. He, he was asked, if you've met God, what would you say when you entered into the the, the, the gates of paradise or ever and met God? And he said, you know, he said, cancer and children, why, how dare you do that? And I was thinking, well, excuse me, but, human beings created carcinogenics that create cancer like why do you why do you speak to why don't you speak to scientists that created carcinogenics in the first place that create the cancer so mm. the the thing that allah is saying here is this 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 imbalance is created by human beings by acting like gods like by acting like demagogues by thinking that there's no limit to their power and then stretching the, the what they think they can do the first thing we can do is, is be a bit more humble in our perception of our own actions, responsibility and culpability in these issues. And then at that point, we can start to realize the purity that Allah subhanahu, subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is, is Im, Im, you know, imbued with, which is why we worship God. Because the moment that you worship yourself or your scientific progress or the fact that you can do certain things, you create the imbalances that then lead to the problems and you, which, which you then play place on the on the on the on the door of God. But subhanallah amma you shirikun.
as the previous verse says, Subhanahu wa ta'ala amma yushrikun, may God be elevated above what they associate with him. You know, do, you know, take responsibility as human beings. You have to take responsibility, which means, you know, poverty, alleviate it. Don't say, mm -hmm. well, why did God create poverty? The issue is, why did you create a system where poverty exists? And if mm -hmm. you have more than what you need, then, you know, you should think about the fact that, you know, you, you would want to distribute it to somebody else. Uh, coming to the end of today's reflections with Sheikh Razan Muhammad, 8.42 is going to be the Maghrib time, inshallah. We'll leave you uh, with Anat and then uh, followed by Gems of Wisdom uh, and Azan at 8.42. Keep us in your du'as uh, when you're making du'a for yourself uh, from us in the studios. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah.